Fried Magazine. Um, today it's me, Enya, who's hosting, and I'm joined by one of my best friends and one of my peers, um, Lisa Divney. We both study journalism and new media in UL, and for this podcast, we're just going to be talking a little bit about our course and you know what's involved in journalism. And this is something that we want to start doing a bit more in Fried, um, because there's not a lot of places you can look to for information on a college course if you're interested in doing it, or you know if you're interested in a particular career. So we're going to try and incorporate that more into Fried. But anyway, for today, it's me and Lisa chatting all about journalism and how we find it. Say hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> today, me and yeah, I'm joined by Lisa. We both do journalism and we're just going to talk a little bit about journalism as a course. We study journalism and media in UL. And I feel like recently, especially, I've had a lot of people asking me different things about, you know, what it's like to do journalism. So thought it might be fun to discuss it um so I suppose we'll start with why we picked journalism why did yeah. you pick journalism um I kind of fell into journalism to be honest I wasn't I'd planned to go abroad for college and in the end my parents were a bit like um please don't so I knew I wanted to do something in English and I didn't want to do an English degree an in- English lit degree so why you journalism um so I kind of just, journalism was kind of one that popped out to me most. Um, and yeah, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I think I was kind of the same. Like I, in school, like English was always my favourite subject. And I was always interested in like writing and stuff and like what's going on in the world and things. So I don't know. I think I I didn't necessarily go into it being like, oh, okay, I really, really want to be a journalist. But then the more I kind of read up on you know what the role of a journalist is and stuff I was like that's something I'm actually really interested in and I'd like to do and here we are here we are so, almost there yeah literally only a few weeks left um but the course itself I think like what type of person do you think should do journalism if someone's thinking about yeah. it and they're unsure so when I started I was kind of like oh this is cool but then they were like you have to go out and interview people and I was like oh god like I was so shy that literally my stomach would drop whenever they said it's in time to yeah. interview someone. So it definitely does push you, if you're shy at all, it pushes you way out of your comfort zone. But four years into it now, it's kind of just like second nature. Yeah, Do you know what completely... I mean? You get so used to it and you get to like meet so many cool people and listen to their stories and stuff like that. So I would definitely say like if you're shy, it will push you out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, like, like don't really let will. that put you off. I do think if you are, you know, if you're someone who like you never care about what's going on in the news or like you're, you know, if you're not that interested in English, you're not that interested in people or like current affairs and stuff, it probably isn't something for you. Um, But, you know, if you are interested in all of the above, it doesn't even have to be everything. If you just are literally a curious person, I yeah, think. big time. And you've even like, the slightest inkling that you think okay journalism might be something cool to do I think it's definitely something to go for and like Lisa was saying I wouldn't let the fact if you're shy like let that put you off because you will literally even like I'd love to know how many stories and interviews we've actually yeah. done this year in our alone, four years like, has like, been insane. like you talk to so many people from like so many different backgrounds and you like Lisa was saying it literally becomes second nature you just get so used of you know, at the start, it's so scary asking someone, hi, can I interview you? Or like, yeah, you feel like a fraud. Like, yeah, you know, you're not really a journalist. Yeah. 
but you get used to it like you definitely get used to it it really brings you out of your shell like there's so many different types of journalism too um like you could go into print or you could go into broadcast so that's a good thing about the course in UL is that you learn everything and I know this year unfortunately we haven't had the luxury of using the equipment that is provided in the college like there's a newsroom that's just all like Mac labs that have you know Final Cut Pro, Photoshop, all these things that you're taught in college but obviously this year we weren't able to use them but usually you get the use of them and you there's like a radio studio yeah and there's a new studio newsroom yeah then the radio studio was really good you really liked radio yeah i did like radio yeah um i think the fact that your face isn't on screen kind of helped as well but um no radio is really interesting i love the idea of editing audio and stuff like that this year i've been doing a few podcasts for college as well it's just handy like you just have a conversation almost um and I just think it's nicer than being on telly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's easier, like... But, yeah, that's a great part about UL. Like, you do... I think... I can't rem- I think I remember, like... So, like, first year, first semester, we did learning the basics of, like, writing news kind of stuff. Like, you know, how to decide what's a headline, what are, like, the important things to pick out of a press release. Like, how do you actually put a story together? Um... And then, do we do TV in first year as well? We did TV in second year. In, oh, it was a second year? Yeah. Um, did we do radio in first year? So, we did second semester was radio, I think. Oh, I think so. Okay, was it? it all gets yeah. jumbled up. But basically, yeah, basically, part of the story is, like, every semester you're, you're learning, like, something new, like, a different area of journalism. So, like, you'll spend a good, solid, like, you know, three or four months, whatever a semester is in first year, learning about, you know, the basics of how to choose, like, your headlines and stuff, like I said there. And then you'll spend another semester learning radio, but, like, you learn the ins and outs of, like... Because, you know, obviously the language you use is going to be different when you're Mm. speaking as opposed to when you're writing. So you kind of learn all those differences as well as learning, like, you know, how to actually edit, how to record. It's it's really useful, like, it is. Yeah, one of my favourite modules was sub-editing. Do you remember when we learned layout? So how you lay it out on a newspaper that was really interesting yeah that was all like in design it's kind of psychological as well like what are people going to look at first and that's what you make the biggest yeah exactly that was really interesting yeah like we did like when i look back we actually did so much like we did you know we did magazine we did you really cover everything like i i can't speak for other courses but i think for ul like the journalism course like it really does what it says on the tin like you learn everything yeah and um, then you obviously you get your co-op as well which is mandatory so you really have to do it and again that pushes you completely out of your comfort oh, yeah, zone because you're in you know a work environment and things matter like legal things matter yeah all of that, so yeah you do that in third year so you have your first two years in ul and then for your third year you have i think they say like six to eight months of yeah. co-op and then it kind of starts in summer and it works its way through to Until roughly Christmas. like Christmas, yeah. And then Christmas onwards, you're you go on your Erasmus. But um yeah, co op is just a fantastic opportunity. It really is because even like it just increases your portfolio and stuff so much more because you've actually worked in you know, because it's it's not like journalism is a run of the middle like summer job. Yeah. Like, you know, most people are just waitressing and stuff on their summers. So like to actually get <laughs> to be able to go, you know, graduate and go into a real job and be able to say Oh, I actually worked here. It's really beneficial. Like, the only thing I would say about co-op is a lot of it is unpaid. Yeah. And for me, I couldn't do six months unpaid. It just wasn't feasible. So I went abroad and I ended up doing um, my co-op in events management, which was really cool. 
and at the same thing you're you're meeting loads of people you're building our confidence all the time yeah and, and that always helps yeah because even like lisa was saying like it's it is it is a course that you're not really going to get paid like that's one <laughs> yeah. of the downfalls like it's not like because you know, we have friends who've done business and stuff and it's like it's gonna be so frustrating at times you're like did i pick the wrong course when you hear that other people are you know making like 400 euro a week and you're working so many more hours and like for free basically yeah for free like you don't get money so it's well it depends what you do your co-op in but um for me like i like i'm from limerick and i i was lucky that i got i did like my first half of my co-op in um new york because you can split it as well so i I worked for free doing media for a fashion designer and then I worked in like a like the media section of um a contracting company as well and then I came back to Ireland for the second half and I did the second half in um a media company in Limerick it's called Isle of Limerick and because I'm from Limerick I was lucky in the sense I could live at home because that was unpaid and like it just worked out really well for me like one of my neighbors worked in Limerick so I could get lifts in with her in the morning and like go in the evening or like sometimes I might stay at a friend's house or something um so I was looking in that sense but there was no way I could have afforded to you know not get paid and pay to live in like Dublin or something yeah exactly um because we do like our lectures would always you know kind of try and steer us in the journalism direction but for a lot of people it just wasn't yeah it wasn't something that they could do financially um like even for me like i went to belgium and i was being paid 125 euros a week but it was still more than i would have gotten here like yeah and i was still able to live because i was getting like the erasmus grant that you would get and in a way because of covid i'm kind of glad i went because we never got erasmus yeah (laughs) yeah oh that was so sad but that's a that's a good point to make about journalism too like it is like you know there's a there's a lot of talk about how it's very like centralized like it's all Dublin nearly mm. so it it can be hard like if you want you know, if you want a job in like kind of a well-established yeah, like, like well-known yeah, national news talk paper, or anything like you they're to. all Dublin so you're paying Dublin rent prices and you're not getting paid like so mm. um for a lot of people that's just not feasible but like that shouldn't kind of be too disheartening and turn no. you off it because there are ways around it and like you know if you were to do journalism and you know co-op came up in just a local newspaper don't like turn your nose up to it just because it's like a local newspaper because it's just as valuable if not more exactly. because if, they'll yeah. actually give you work to do yeah exactly because the national newspapers take their you know they kind of take their piss they, yeah. they take the piss with their interns like you know you just end up getting coffee and shit like that so i don't know i think local newspapers and even <laughs> the people in our year who did local newspapers they had so much more experience with actually oh, yeah. writing stories so much like even for me like i worked um like in isle of limerick it it is technically like a media company um but it's kind of its whole aim is to kind of promote like positive news and stuff that's going on in limerick and like events and things um but it, that was such a good experience because it was very hands-on in the sense we were getting press releases sent in every day like we were working in an office and we'd get you know you could get like seven or eight press releases a day like just to you and you just have to write your list and like you know you go through the press releases make up a story of it and let's say if it was an event or something that was happening like a lot of stuff would be about like let's say tidy towns or something someone would win like the you know best um shop front of the month or whatever so you'd have to figure out where that place was and then you know call them up set up a time go take a picture of them get a quote write up a story like so it was really good like hands-on experience and you know twitter and stuff is so much bigger nowadays so 
it involved a lot of trying to get um you know you bring your mic out with you connect it to your phone get like a really quick um video of them and stuff so you're you're it's forcing you to think of it's not just about writing and stuff anymore yeah. basically like you have to think of instagram how are you going to promote it here how are you going to promote yeah, it on how facebook how it's all going to look like yeah but um, it's that's what you're taught how to do all that so like even yeah. if you're listening to this going oh my god i could never do that you get taught how to do it so it all works out in the end um but yeah yeah i think like as well you don't have to know like as in you don't have to know what type of journalism you want to do before you start journalism like you 100% figure that out afterwards and it's good too nowadays that like media in general is so much more prominent like it's so much more important even you know we did a project recently on like investigative journalism where do we think it's headed like in the future and we were kind of saying that you know even like Netflix and like docuseries and stuff like they're so popular popular now but like that is journalism like and it's just changing so it's kind of creating way more opportunities like I feel like in years to come like even the way they teach journalism they're going to be putting more emphasis on like podcasts and stuff yeah Um, but everything you learn like it can be used for that you know but as they say like you can't go into journalism just saying that you're going to do print because employers are looking for someone who can do everything nowadays like you have to be a digital journalist you have to be able to do everything so even if you did say oh i just want to be a radio journalist it's not it doesn't work like that anymore do you know what i mean yeah it definitely doesn't um in terms of like assignments and stuff too like how you know the actual course fares out um it is mostly all assignments like it's there's like no exams really which I think it's such a good thing, especially because it would be weird if you were doing a course like journalism and it was exams. It would, yeah. wouldn't make sense. I like, think, Max, I had two one year and that was because we did media law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do media law too. That's an absolute <laughs> tragedy of yeah. the module. It's so, it's such a good module though. Like when you look back, you're like, wow, that was like so beneficial because yeah. obviously you need to know all the legal stuff. Yeah, I made the mistake of only going to two lectures for the whole <laughs> 12 weeks, which obviously I would not recommend because I had a breakdown trying to study for that oh exam. Oh my god, we all we, like it was like we took turns. Like we all <laughs> had turns breakdowns. breakdowns. Um but no, it is really good I think in the assignment like the sense of how it's graded and like also it's actually a really small course. Like I think they only take like max 20. 30 or something yeah, a year. Twi- yeah, 25 or something like that. Like ours is only like 25 people or something. So you really get to know your lectures and stuff too. Um and the other thing about assignments is you've so much freedom as in you know, you might be given, like, I remember even in first year, for example, when we did radio, we were just told, was it like a five minute package or something? Yeah. It's like, yeah. So you, we were literally <laughs> just told you have to produce a five minute um radio package and it can be on like anything yeah. you want. And, yeah. They'll usually say like, you have to have two interviewees. Yeah. They'll give you a brief where it's like, okay, you need two interviewees, you need blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like, they're really kind of fluid in the yeah. sense that like you can pick whatever you're interested in so like it's really easy to kind of look into your personal life and think okay I actually am you know really interested in this yeah. maybe what I can make a story out of that about and stuff yeah like that. it's really good like, like even for your like dissertation like your fourth year project yeah. like you have complete free reign over the topic you want to pick how you want to go with it um and your supervisors just kind of help you along the way so it's yeah. it's nice in that manner in that you can kind of pretty much do what you want as long as you follow the brief yeah as long as you follow the brief and like like we said our, we're quite close with our lectures in the sense we could ring someone if we needed to ask them something Literally, like yeah we all have their phone numbers so um, that makes it easier yeah do you want to talk about your fip 
you want to talk about yours? <laughs> you go first. Um, yeah, so I... So at the start of this year, in September, they pretty much gave us six weeks to come up with an idea for our FYPs. So I originally chose... I can't remember. I think I was going to do something on like the contraceptive pill or something like that. Um, but... Christmas came around and I just wasn't happy with it. I didn't really like the idea. Um, and I'd been doing a project on extremism globally. And I was just so interested in that. So I contacted my supervisor and I was like, look, would it be okay if I changed my idea now? And she was like, yeah. So I have done my fourth year project on the rise of the far right as a political movement globally. So I focused in, in Ireland and then I focused it on how conspiracy theories are used and then I actually interviewed a former neo-Nazi from Canada um, to talk yeah, about his his experience in um, an extremist group and it worked out so well and it was just so easy with social media to contact everyone um, but yeah I had a lot of fun yeah. it's nearly finished now <laughs> it's such an interesting topic though like and that's such a good thing about um, like FYPs um, I don't know if we explain what an FYP is it's like, your, it's like your it's like your thesis yeah it's literally your final year project like that's what it stands for but it's like you know when you're you literally you're in final year yeah, like and it's, it's your, like your it's, big project it's yeah. worth a lot of credits and you put a lot of time into it but it's yeah i think i'm not really sure about other courses to be honest how like their fyps because our yeah. brief is really like yeah, broad specific, you can do yeah, whatever you can do everything like if you don't want to do a journal like a lot of us do major journalistic pieces which is what i did um, but you can also do like a, an academic one, which is the ten thousand word you know, dissertation. Um, but you can also do you can do print journalism, you can do video packages, you can do radio packages, mm-hmm. and you can do a mixture too. I'm doing a mixture. I'm doing, um, it's like a an eight minute, um, kind of a documentary. I'm calling it because it's about how, uh, TikTok is affecting users' attention spans. Um, so I have like. A video package that's just a mixture of you know interviews from a few kind of attention experts um i have like a neuro aesthetic um kind of scientist i have you know users and stuff it's just a mixture it's kind of like a fun video yeah like. it's so cool um and then i have a print article that goes with that but like it is it, it, they were they're stressful projects just because you know how much they're worth and like how much is kind of weighing on them but they're really fun to do because if you you know no one's going to pick a topic they're not interested in like yeah exactly so it's it's fun to do because you're you know you're really interested in it and you also have a lot of choice because you know if you really like radio you could do radio if you mm. really like video editing you could do video yeah and some of the topics that other students have picked are so cool like i know one girl is doing how reporting on COVID-19 affected journalists' mental health, which is really cool because obviously, like, yeah. we can turn it off because, you know, if we're not reporting on it, we can turn it off. But these guys have been listening to it constantly for, like, a year and a half now. Um, but, yeah. yeah so I think is. we were lucky with our topics in that, like, TikTok got so big. Yeah, we were exactly. And the far right have blown up completely worldwide. Yeah, they really Since I picked it, like... So but it's just been lucky. Even how we, like, generated those ideas, like... It was just purely from our own interest because even for me during lockdown for ages I was like I'm not downloading TikTok I'm not doing it I'm not doing it and then I was just so bored so I just got it to see what the hype was and then I just felt like my like my attention just wasn't the same oh, like you'd spend so long on it and, and then you, I spent yeah. like I'd say two hours I yeah. just brain numbing yeah. scrolling through it like and then I'd be like 
thinking like later in the day I when I wouldn't be on it I'd be like thinking just I just yeah. feel you just like a tick that you yeah, just it's like it you over. just want to go on it so that's kind of how I thought I was like geez I wonder like is there something here like because you're always that's one thing you'll notice when you do journalism especially after four years you're so used to always trying to find stories that like after a while it becomes second nature like Literally. if you you might just hear something you know in conversation someone might say something and you're like Jesus I wonder is there a story there or like that could be a good angle you're just always thinking and it becomes really easy to just kind of get story ideas and then to pursue them um but yeah even for you like because you were just getting interested because obviously even with yeah. you know all that's been going on with like protests and yeah. anti-maskers yeah. and stuff I just like, got lucky that there were like because when I first started there was nothing really happening in Ireland on with, to do with the far right and um just all of a sudden within two weeks there was protests and arrests and someone had bet up a guard or something and it was just yeah. all together people started doing reports on the rise online and stuff like that and I just ended up having so much material for my FYP it was mad yeah um and I suppose another thing like what are we going to do afterwards <laughs> the big question oh, the big question that we are both just tra- planning on traveling for a while so we're not too career driven at the moment but (laughs) one thing I must say about journalism is we are lucky in the sense that like it is possible to be like digital nomads like if you are someone who's really interested in traveling once you have like a laptop or whatever you can literally you can do your job from from anywhere anywhere. and I think the pandemic has shown that as well yeah completely that it's not necessary to be in an office you know sitting in front of a computer you can do it from anywhere yeah like a hundred percent and it's also like with podcasting and stuff it's just like we were saying earlier it's just kind of changing the way of journalism but it's also kind of bringing about new ways to like you know revive it because a lot of people are like oh journalism's dying or whatever Mm. but it's still so important yeah oh it's so important like democracy can't survive without journalism in a way yeah as much as you want to say journalism is dying like it's not gonna die out completely yeah it's gonna change so i actually heard the last day that um there's like a rise in number of like students interested in doing journalism yeah. um kind of coming out of covid because i guess yeah. in a way like covid has really kind of brought attention to the fact journalists are so yeah, important like we're so literally the bridge between like, like literally you know, the truth and yeah whatever else is out there but like, i think if you're on? looking at like you know young irish journalists like richard chambers and the virgin media crew like they're so inspiring in that you know they do their job and they do it yeah, well yeah completely um but yeah i yeah. don't know what are we gonna do after yes. i did like for me i'm like i don't know if i want to be a full-time journalist do i want to do a master's i don't know i might yeah. do something in international security after doing my fiv yeah maybe i don't know but there's so many options like from journalism you can literally go anywhere like yeah i definitely is like i will say it definitely is something like it's a it's a vocation like not a vocation but like it's like a passion job kind of like yeah. you're not going to go into journalism expecting to be making a shitload of money like at no. the start you know if you're absolutely not you know it's like i feel like you know there's like accountants or whatever no hate to accountants and like you're making your good money or whatever but like are you really that passionate about numbers and stuff do you know yeah. i just feel like i think if you do want to make big money i think you should just do business <laughs> 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 no, hate, no hate to business but like it's business <laughs> yeah as in i think you can make money in journalism but it's just gonna be a harder yeah it's a long road to yeah get there, it's a like... long road to get there but i think if you are someone like even us like we're like we actually love what we do like even in our course and stuff even though some days you're like i hate this you know you just think yeah. like I'm everything so kind of comes 
around at once like you all your assignments do all at once and it can get stressful but you just have to you know plan it all out yeah but it is like you know stress aside like I do really enjoy what I do and I wouldn't like to be doing anything else and like do I love the process of like you know hearing something and thinking oh my god that can make a good story and then looking into it more and like it's just like the I, thrill of sending off an FOI yeah the thrill of sending off an FOI and waiting for a, requ- a response that you'll never get <laughs> but it is like I think like what actually advice would you have for someone who you know wants to go into journalism in the sense of like because it is such a thing where like you do your portfolio is so valuable to you like mm. the more work you can show that you've done the better it is for you going into like yeah. a career I would say like any story that you do has the potential to be published so I would send any story you do to yeah. an editor that you think would publish it because the more you get put like I wish in first year like some of those stories like they might have been absolutely shocking but if a newspaper had a slot that they needed to fill and that story was there yeah, they, they may have put it in it. do you know what I mean yeah so, even things too like if you're you know if you're listening to this and you're in school or something you could just literally start like a blog or literally, anything like that because yeah, that can like that can employers look at that like and they ask you about it like even when I did like my interview for um my co-op I, that was like one of the main things I was asked about was like you know a blog that I used to have so all those things help you like any even like little things like it sounds stupid but like you know I used to have on my CV for ages I actually probably still do have on it like I was in the magazine committee in secondary school yeah but like I, all those that, things editor of the yeah, school magazine. they're all like relevant like they completely help like you know kind of they it just builds an image of like the type of person you are yeah, and that you're she, actually interested in this you can actually go out and find a yeah and, and that's what it. employers want um, um but yeah definitely try like there's no harm as in as Enya says, if you're not in it, you can't win it. Yeah, exactly. So, it's so there's true. There's no harm in sending every story that you do off to a newspaper, be it like your local newspaper or like the Limerick Leader, if it's something in Limerick. Yeah. They most likely will have a look at it, and if it's not good enough, it's not going to get published. If it is, it will. Yeah, so, just chance your arm as well. Like honestly, yeah. like it's worth. Like all they can say is no. Yeah. That's the worst. Even thing when you're that looking for happen. interviewees, like if you think there's absolutely no hope of this person getting back to me. If you don't email them, there's definitely no hope of them yeah, getting Yeah, 100%. You, you know? like, so always give them an email. Could even be me Beyonce say, or it could be... Yeah, I, like, read that book by yeah, Tom O'Neill. Yeah, Tom O'Neill, like, the, Jesus. And it was literally... I loved it. Like, I absolutely devoured that book. And we had an investigative journalism assignment. And I said, okay, we had a case study. So I said I would... um, That I'd use him as my case study. And he basically... Like, long story short, he's just an investigative journalist who has been... T- he spent about 20 years investigating the Manson murders and if there was any connection between Manson and the CIA. He actually interviewed Manson and stuff. He, I heard about the book through a podcast he did with Joe Rogan. It was just mind-blowing. But I decided I'd do him for my case study. And then just I just said, you know what, I might as well just chance emailing him and see would he do an interview over Zoom. And I wasn't expecting him to get back, and he did. And I did an interview with him over Zoom. But, like, you know, I wasn't even going to send that email, but it yeah. was I just did it. Because I was like, do you know what? If I don't try, I'll never know. Yeah, because when I did, when we were doing that, I emailed the journalist that I was doing my case to be on, and she never got back. But that's just, do you know, yeah, that's it's just, that's just the, the nature of it. Goes, it. Like, so, and other times, then I wouldn't hear back from anyone. Like I yeah. even. I emailed someone there a few days ago to do an interview and they're only like a local person like and they still haven't got back <laughs> to me and they probably yeah. won't. So yeah, like, that happens too. Like, like my FIP when I was trying to find like a case study for someone who'd been in an extremist organisation and left. Like I contacted Brad, the former neo-Nazi. I DM'd him on Twitter <laughs> and I slid into his DMs. <laughs> and like he literally got back to me within like 20 minutes. Yeah, like, it's mad. Twitter is so good for that though yeah, as well. Yeah, 
but it's funny even like it's it, a lot of the time it can actually be the people who are way more like accomplished journalists and stuff who get back to you before a local person yeah, literally which is funny like but it's just kind of the way it goes but even in UL like you're it, being in UL itself will build your portfolio so much like kind of extracurricular stuff like when we were in um, I think from first to third year on Fuckle, yeah, what we do yeah. on Fuckle, which is like UL's newspaper. But I don't think any of our work for that was compulsory, was it? No, no. But you, you just do it anyway because you, then you can put that down in your portfolio yeah, as, okay, literally. I got these published and with in this publication. Year, like you, you, one of you will be the editor of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's always helpful to have that, yeah. have that down. Like. And then in fourth year, like right now, we're working on Limerick Voice which is like the fourth year publication. Now, this is part of your, you do get you graded get on graded. this, but it's also just fantastic experience because again, you get to put this all in your portfolio. And like, even though to you, it might not seem that impressive that you're like, you know, your publications are like UL papers or whatever. An employer probably won't read that much into it as in they'll see the name on Fuckle and Limerick Voice. They won't know that they're from the same exactly, college. Yeah. So it looks, to them, it just looks like you're tallying up a load of like, yeah, like publications. You, and you will get so much published in the Limerick voice because you're you know, you're rostered for weeks and you have to get your shit published yeah so like it, it really motivates you to actually be on top of it and to actually you know submit work but yeah. I must say like you know we're nearly finished our four years now so I feel like you know we know what UL has to offer in terms of the journalism course and like I really think I don't think I could have learned any more being honest like, no no yeah we do learn so much even like to do with like legal stuff surrounding journalism you'd never think about it if you were just reading a newspaper how yeah. much thought actually goes into what they're writing 100%. You know, just for fear that they might yeah. have a defamation case on their hands or and even like the course itself the way the course is so repetitive like you like things we learned in media law you just remember them so well now because it's every time you write a story you, like... yeah every time you write a story you're thinking about it like if you're writing a story that you know has any kind of legal implications or you're you're talking about someone you have to make sure everything is right so you're constantly just it's just in you like you just know it but even our webinars this year we've been doing webinars and with um you know having guest speakers and this is a module as well we get graded yeah we get graded on this this as well yeah and we just you know we go to the webinar and we write a report afterwards but um uh, we've had so many interesting people, especially I think everyone's favorite was Maliki, Maliki Brown. Brown. <laughs> 100%. I want to be Maliki Brown, <laughs> and he's actually from Limerick, and he's a uh, investigative journalist. He does visual. He set up the visual investigations unit in the New York Times, and they have just done. Oh my god! Like they, work. he's won that his team. Group, his team yeah. have won um the Pulitzer Prize. They they basically prove they proved that the Russian. Na- or the Russian, Russian Air, Air Forces, Forces were yeah. bombing um hospitals in Syria, which is like obviously a major war crime. Um, but yeah, he won a Pulitzer Prize. How they did it was just yeah, amazing, like they were right? matching times and dates, and they managed to get access to the Russian Air Forces logs. Yeah. and their um they like basically radios they, because it's a visual investigations unit. So much relied on like. Um, you know, literally the visuals, so like CCTV or like if citizens. they were like citizens' phones and stuff, and they would have to, um, footage people taking their phones, and they're like, there was like a group of people who were based there who used to log what time flights would planes would be flying above them, so they were able to use that information and see did it match up with the time of bombings, and when they would see on CCTV, it was just amazing. Like they had the, so many people involved as well. Like they had a, a guy who was like a specialist in warplanes so he could like look at a, oh, a yeah, video and identify, it, yeah. and identify the warplanes and he could identify the bombs by how 
the smoke ro- yeah. rose from the ground. It was, it was just, just bizarre. Insane. Like, but they've worked on so many different things. We even we've actually had two webinars with him, and yeah. the last one he spoke a lot about um the murder of Brianna Taylor and their kind of involvement in the investigation of that. And I think their oh, investigation led to the um firing of one of the I police officers involved. But um, it was just like they went in to the house and they were able to match like where the bullet holes would have been shot from. Yeah. And f- from that, they could figure out that it was actually the police that shot them. And yeah, it was just, oh, it was it's bizarre. just, but like the links they go to, it's just, it's amazing. Like, it's so inspiring. Like when you have talks with people like that, you're like, do you know what? That could yeah, be me. Was like <laughs> journalism. Be me. Yes. Journalism. Yeah, we were like, up journalism. Yeah, but he was so cool. Like, he, if he's ever doing like a, a free online webinar or whatever, definitely. 100%. Even if you're like, not even that interested <laughs> no, in journalism. It's just so cool. It's amazing. Like, definitely watch all their videos as well on the New York Times have a whole section for the visual investigations unit. Yeah. Um, and they have loads they actually have the full Brianna Taylor thing yeah. is up there as well and I think All they're doing is, something yeah. on the storming of Capitol Hill oh, and yeah, the, the security breaches um, which is going to be mad I can't wait to see yeah, that oh my god same but yeah I think that's kind of everything the main point on journalism the best thing about journalism really is when everyone else is stressed for exams, you have everything done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because ev- all your assignments will be done by that stage. So you'll be freeze bird. Yeah, um, and it is like a, it probably sounds more stressful than it is right now. But like you get so into it that you get used to it. Like even we were just discussing today how like we have to do like. But like I have like four stories to do this week on top of my FYP and like classes and stuff, which it is stressful. But like when you're actually doing it, it's fine because. Yeah. you do stories so much quicker than you realise like yeah, once exactly. you're kind of in the flow and you'll get it done and just make sure you don't leave your contacting your interviewees till the last minute because yeah. you, know, you have to give them time to get back to you as well yeah 100% but like you know if you are listening to this and you're thinking of doing journalism don't be stressed to remember everything we're saying because you're going to figure this all out for yourself and learn it all in college yeah, exactly. anyway and if you are shy like I was nearly afraid to speak <laughs> back in first year um it really does it really helps with your confidence like big time because you're kind of forced to go out and talk to people um yeah and if you'd asked me back when i was in six year do you think you'd be where you are now i'd be like uh, you're having a laugh like yeah absolutely not it's, it's um, so good definitely as well speaking of um contacting interviews you should keep contacts of all everyone you speak to because you never know when you'll need them again yeah, and exactly. you know if you've linkedin as well definitely try and link with them i wish i set up a linkedin earlier oh, on i still don't have one <laughs> but um it's so good to have and just like keep a list of your contacts because you yeah. never know when you'll need them again or who they might know and be able to kind of put you on to. Yeah, and definitely follow them on Twitter and all that. Like, yeah, that definitely. So um, it's all about networking in yeah. the journalism <laughs> industry. <laughs> but I think that kind of covers that everything journalism related. Yeah. Do journalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> journalism. <laughs> journalism. Journalism is important. But um, Yeah, no, I think if, if it's something on your radar and you want to do it, it's not your run-of-the-mill course and it, it's a lot of fun and obviously your course is so small so you get to know everyone yeah and ul is class yeah ul is class <laughs> i recommend ul um but yeah thanks for coming on the podcast Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> okay up journalism <laughs>